It's time for Let's Make Kids Books, where you'll learn how to easily create, publish, and sell your own children's books today. Whether you're just getting started or want to increase book sales and attract more readers and fans, you're in the right place. And now your host, children's book author and founder of letsmakekidsbooks.com, Bo Blackwell. Hey everybody, Bo Blackwell here. On this episode, I'm really excited to have a special guest named Catherine Driscoll with me, and she is the author of a book called The Town Turkey that she's going to talk about how she published and marketed that herself and was able to have a lot of success with it, as well as the owner of a company called Red Communications, which we'll talk about uh, towards the end of the show. But really excited to have her here. She's got a really cool story of how she self-published her book and had a lot of success with it. So thanks for being here, Catherine. Thank you, Bo. I'm thrilled to be with you. Great. Well, could you give us a little bit of background on how you decided to get into the children's publishing market and and you know what led you to start doing that first book and publishing it yourself, including all the printing and that kind of stuff? Absolutely. I would love to. Um, my inspiration for creating the town turkey uh, literally showed up on the street corner in a little town that I live in, in Lake Bluff, Illinois. Um, it was about four years ago, and I was driving my daughter to school, and I we have one stoplight in town, and I looked over on the corner, and there was a wild turkey standing on the street corner. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, is that a turkey on the corner? And it was very surprising, and so I drove my daughter to school, and I came back the next day, and I looked up, uh, and up on top of the street lamp on the same corner was the wild turkey, and the next day he was sitting on the fence, and the next day he was nesting in the grass by the road, and everyone in town all of a sudden just went crazy over this little turkey, and, and the next thing we knew, he had 1,500 fans on a Facebook page, um, and... All the towns, all the uh, shops in town were selling town turkey hats and town turkey t-shirts. And everybody was really, really excited about this wild turkey who just landed on the street corner for a reason that nobody could understand. And I've been a writer for my my entire life, but mostly doing business and and marketing and branding and that type of writing. And But a a poem began to form in my mind about this little turkey and and the way that the whole village kind of adopted this turkey as their own. And and, uh, I think the crowning moment for me, uh, my husband and I were at a benefit one evening, and all these women in ball gowns were standing around arguing over whether it was a Jake turkey or a Tom turkey or a female turkey who was nesting in the grass. And I thought, oh my gosh, now we're all experts on wild turkeys. It was just really interesting to me how the whole town really became so excited and so enthralled with this little turkey. So a poem formed in my head and I didn't know what else to do with it other than to sit down and just write it down. And then I sent it, I shared it with a friend who runs a local newspaper, an online newspaper, and she absolutely loved it and asked if she could print it. And then um, everyone, there was just a great response about that. And uh, somebody said, well, you should turn this into a children's book. And I thought, huh, okay, I've never done that before, so that'll be interesting. So I called a friend of mine, a lifelong friend, who's an amazing illustrator and artist, uh, Jeffrey Wood, and he actually owns an advertising agency in Pittsburgh. And I said, I have a crazy idea. I want to write and illustrate this children's book, and it's going to take hundreds of hours, and we're not going to make any money at all. And do you want to do it with me? And he (laughs) said, absolutely. And so over the course of the next three months, we wrote and he illustrated the town turkey. 
Um, and I really did not know anything at all about self-publishing. And so I did some research and I noodled around and I looked at Create Space and Dog Ear Publishing and Author House and a lot of different self-publishing avenues, print-on-demand avenues. And at the time, I guess this was in 2010, there really wasn't anyone I felt who had um, who would be able to accommodate full-color illustrations that crossed over spreads. Um, I was very concerned about uh, the color matching up. I was concerned about registration matching up. And so I just, I really had some concerns about that. And I just didn't feel that they, that that was really an option for the town turkey. So I ended up contracting with a printer in Chicago and I self-printed and self-published the book. So it was, it was not printed on demand anywhere. Um, so we printed 1500 copies of the book and uh, then uh, prior to uh, printing the book, you know, started to talk about it, started to uh, spill out there the illustrations as they were in process on Facebook using social media. I was obviously marketing the book and talking to a lot of people about the book and actually started to gauge interest in the book so that I could have a better idea of how many copies I wanted to print because I was printing all of these up front and, you know, storing them in boxes in my living room, essentially. I, I didn't want to print too many books and not be able to sell them. So I actually started marketing the book um, a month or two before it actually was printed. Wow, that's really, really interesting. interesting. So one thing I wanted to ask about is, is, you know, how did you decide how many copies? I mean, you said you were kind of gauging interest, but at the end of the day, you had to put in an order for how many books you wanted. So was there some kind of specific factor that you took into account or was it, you know, number of fans or did you just think I'll just take a shot in the dark and then work as hard as I can to move these books once they've been printed? Well, yes, uh, it was kind of a shot in the dark approach, to be honest with you. And it was also on what I could afford to print um, because I had to pay for all printing of the books up front. Um, and I didn't want to have, obviously your cost per book goes down when you, the more you print. And I considered printing 3000 copies of the book and it actually would not have cost me significantly more than 1500 copies of the book, but it would have cost me more. And then I would still have all these boxes of books in my living room. So I just had to, I just had to kind of swing for the fences a little bit. And so I ended up printing 1500 copies. Gotcha. And you said that this was about four years ago. Um, has anything changed in your opinion in terms of printers that you could work with or, you know, using a print on demand printer? Have things changed enough to the point where you would consider using a, a typical print on demand kind of service like CreateSpace? Or do you still plan to keep doing more of the custom printed books um, like you did this the first time around? Well, we are actually right now in the process of um, of modifying the artwork so that we can use a print-on-demand functionality. I think that the quality and the process has improved greatly in the last four years, um, and we are going to be uploading it to CreateSpace for Amazon and a soft cover. Now, CreateSpace still does not offer the opportunity. You can print a hardcover book with CreateSpace, but you have to print them in quantity. You can't do a one-off print-on-demand for a hardcover book using CreateSpace. Gotcha. So it would be very similar to, you know, I wouldn't have to print 1,500 copies of that, but you do have to print in quantity, and then you do have to distribute those yourself. 
Um, so we are right now in the process of uh, revising the artwork because, of course, print-on-demand companies have specific sizes. So you have to design your art to meet their design criteria. So our the town turkey initially was eight and a half by nine and a quarter. So we're revising that artwork to be eight and a half by eight and a half, which is the most commonly used size for illustrated children's books. That's also I've also done a lot of research to ensure that that size is going to be acceptable to Ingram Spark for that distribution channel, as well as Bookmasters, which is the Baker and Taylor print on demand functionality as well. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, I've never tried to do the hardcover uh, create space version of my books yet, but that's definitely something to look at if you feel like you can move a, a decent number of books. Do you have any idea what the the minimum quantity is there that you could that you have to do to print hardcover with them? You know, I don't. Okay. Well, I'll have to look into that and <laughs> share it with the audience once I find that out, because I'd love to have hardcover versions and my books are in eight and a half by eight and a half. So um, I, I could do that, but that's something I'll have to look into. So let's talk about um, how you went about marketing your book and, you know, especially started getting the word out in advance since you had this print run that you needed to move and wanted to get the word out. I mean, it sounds like there was some buzz around your town already, but um, how did you, or what specific kind of marketing channels did you use and, and what kind of preparation did you do in advance of launching the book? Well, the first thing I did was establish a website, thetownturkey.com. And as I was building, because this was a local story, I was able to use a lot of media. So I was able to take a lot of photographs of the real turkey and be able to upload those to the website so that the website would be more robust and more interesting. The front page of the website was obviously just all about the book. Um, I also uh, used social media a lot, uh, using Facebook and telling people that the book was coming. And I dripped out there when I had illustrations came in. I And when they were completed, I would put new illustrations out to try to um, garner interest and engagement in the book and in the illustrations. They're beautiful illustrations. And people loved that. Um, and then I also I also did a lot of merchandising. So because it was a turkey and because the book was coming out in the end of September, I ended up taking one of the illustrations is of this adorable little baby turkey. It's adorable. And so I took that illustration and I put it on the front of a cooking apron because Thanksgiving was coming. So I ended up putting together a little package for uh, like a hostess gift. If you were going to somebody's house or you wanted to give a little package, a little present to a child for Thanksgiving. And it was the book and a cooking apron. And I also had um, I also made coloring book pages. So I took all of the illustrations, the black and white illustrations provided by my illustrator, and I created a PDF of those illustrations. So those could be distributed to particularly preschool age children. Um, so they could color in their own town turkey illustrations. And those were a big hit. Children absolutely love those. And so I had links to those on the website. So anybody who wanted to go to the website could download all those coloring book pages. And that turned out to be a very, um, a really fun thing for people at, at Thanksgiving if they had a bunch of little kids around at Thanksgiving. And that would be a fun thing that, that kids could do. And then we also planned, we planned a big launch party for the day that the book came out. And there's a central um, park area in Lake Bluff that's beautiful uptown and it has a little gazebo, it's very charming. And so um, 
I worked it out with the village that we could have our launch party there. And we had tables set up with all the coloring book pages. And I also had printed T-shirts, Town Turkey T-shirts and the cooking aprons. I also printed posters, which I would highly suggest is a great idea. Um, you can print like 24 by 36 posters and they end up being 2 or $3 a piece. They're really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And I ended up raffling off posters, raffling off T-shirts, raffling off um, cooking aprons. And then when I ended up going into the schools to give presentations on the book, I would bring a poster for the library and I would sign the poster so they could frame it and put it in the school library. So posters are a great way to um, gain exposure and interest. And it's just kind of a fun thing to be able to hand out. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. I've never heard of anyone doing that on their own, you know, for their own books before. But I love that idea of merchandising and tying in more stuff because I could see how, you know, once you start to gain some traction and gain some popularity that people are going to want want to own a bunch of stuff, and especially kids since they are rabid for toys or things that are <laughs> decorated with the characters they love. So, yeah, that's Absolutely. a yeah, great idea. Um, you had mentioned to me that you did like radio and television interviews and things as well in advance of, of launching the book. How did you go about lining those up or approaching them? Like what was kind of the, the pitch that you gave to the media for why they might want to interview you about your book? I'm trying to remember what my pitch was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I just, um, it was a pretty, you know, it was an interesting story. Um, it was, you know, the turkey itself. And, and I'm trying to think of how, what what advice I would give to people who don't have that experience like I did because people knew about the turkey already mm-hmm. because it was based on a true event. Um, so that was kind of a hook that maybe other authors may or may not have for their books. Um, so that was pretty much what I used to be able to do the television and the radio interviews was that, you know, here was this real world experience that happened that so captured the hearts of so many people in the area. And now it's a children's book. And, um, you know, let's speak with the author of this children's book. And so I, I think that might be a little bit specific to that incident. Gotcha. OK, well, you know, it seems like um, and I've been kind of curious to to test this out myself, but that. If you live in a a smaller town or somewhere where, you know, they're kind of always looking for news and and news involving local people that you might be able to just reach out and say, you know, hey, I'm a I'm a self-published children's book author. You know, I actually put my own book out there and um, I'm starting to to garner a following around the world and that kind of thing. And that that in itself might be an interesting media story for a, a lot of you know, local newspapers or local TV stations or something like that. Just um, sort of the the local boy or girl comes good kind of kind of angle that they might be up for featuring that. Absolutely, and you have to create your own events. You know, I spoke at libraries, I spoke at elementary schools. We had this big book launch party that was held in the middle of town, and it was free for everyone to attend. You know, it is a great feel-good story, and I've seen other authors do that as well. So I would strongly suggest that. Get in touch with your local librarians. Get in touch with the elementary schools. You had asked before how I sold so many of these books, and I sold 300 books on the first day that the book was available at this book launch party, which I thought was fantastic. It was one-fifth of the books that I printed. Yeah, that's amazing. sell on that first day, so that almost covered the cost of printing all of them, which was great. 
Um, but I'll tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to share with you the golden nugget. All right. And the golden nugget is this. If you like, as in all marketing, if you want to sell something, you need to get in front of your target audience. And obviously for an illustrated children's book, my target audience is children. Okay. And nearly every school has budgets. Uh, and I did it for free, but a lot of schools have budgets for visiting author programs. So I was invited and they came to me first or else, and I can't take credit for, you know, coming out of the gate with this one, but they came to me and said, will you come in and and read your book, The Town Turkey at our school? And I said, sure. So I thought about it and I thought, well, what am I going to talk about with these kids? You know, if I read the book, it'll take me 10 minutes and then what am I going to do? So I ended up creating presentations and I created them for three different audiences of kids, like the uh, kindergarten through second grade third through fifth grade, and then sixth through eighth grade students. So different audiences, you know, different presentations for different audiences, different educational levels. And the, and the topic of the presentation was um, find your own inner, tur- inner turkey. You know, inspiration is everywhere. And when you see something, I was driving my daughter to school and saw a wild turkey on the corner, and I turned that into a book. Children see inspiration everywhere do something with it and discover your inner turkey, you know? And so I talked them through the book and then I talked them through how do you write a book? And for, you know, the older kids, we talked about why uh, point of view matters and why punctuation matters and how just talked about the whole process of writing and illustrating a children's book and how the text needs to match the illustrations, how they need to work together to create a cohesive book. Um, and so I talked them through that and I actually showed them, here's how I, you know, this phrase, I used this word and here's why I changed this word. And, you know, there was one part in the book where, um, there was an illustration of a policeman and he had a gun, uh, you know, strapped onto his waist. Well, I didn't want to have a gun in my children's book because I just thought it was for younger children. So, you know, and I got some feedback from librarians on that and we actually ended up changing that to be a flashlight. So I I kind of walked them through and gave them the inside view of that whole process. And then at the end of that conversation, after we talked through the town turkey and we talked through how to write and create a children's book, I engaged them in a brainstorm for my next book. And I said, okay, let's talk about, you know, we're going to talk about character development. And I had them help me brainstorm my second book. And it was a really wonderful experience for the children and for me because they really felt like they were in on the ground floor of something. And by the way, now they're all calling me and asking me to come back to present the second book. So that's a good way of doing it. But the golden nugget that I want to share with you is this. Before you go in to give a visiting author presentation at the school, make sure that you drop off copies of your book at the school. And make sure that the teachers know that you want the children to read this book before you come to give your discussion so that they're familiar with it. And then about a week before you go to visit, make sure that you send them a book ordering form that they can send home in the backpacks with all the kids. So that when Billy comes home on Friday afternoon and his mom opens up his backpack and goes through it and she says, oh, I see you have a visiting author coming next week. Do you want to order a copy of The Town Turkey? Billy has already read that book and he goes, oh my gosh, I love that book. Yes, I absolutely have to have it. That's how you get book sales out of visiting author programs. Wow, that's a fantastic, that's fantastic. tip. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's um, the nugget right there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what kind of, you know, as far as your book ordering form, 
uh, what does that look like or how do you accept payment? What are, what are the different kind of ways that you um, allow people to, to place book orders with you for those kind of things? Well, for a visiting author program, I would just bring, I brought quantities of books with me and the school would contact me the night before and say, okay, we have orders for 80 books or whatever it is. Um, and for, in the, for that audience, they typically mom and dad, mom or dad's going to write a check and send it to school. Um, so it, it was a very, very simple order form, um, just with the name of the child, because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to personalize them too. So it would say, you know, dear Billy, discover your inner Turkey on the inside of the book. Um, so I would just have the child's name or to whom they would want it inscribed. And then they just would, uh, send in checks. So that was fairly simple. And then because I self printed and self published, I also, that the downside of that is that you have to manage inventory, payments, consignments, books on consignments to bookstores, et cetera, um, because that all falls outside of the inventory management systems that books and libraries use. So um, even Amazon, I have my book listed for sale on Amazon, but because I self-published and self-printed, I actually, I'll receive an email from Amazon saying so-and-so has ordered a copy of your book, and then I have to go get a copy of the book, put it in an envelope, and mail it. Gotcha. So it's just, that's, that's the other reason why I'm, I'm hoping to move to a print-on-demand format to kind of streamline that process. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Um, one thing I was curious about is, you know, your, your book was initially about kind of a local event and uh, something that people knew. Have you had much success sort of spreading the, the book outside of that initial market and getting the word out about it to a wider audience, or has it stayed kind of a local phenomenon? No, absolutely. And I think that that, um, not to toot my own horn, but I think that that, um, the book is fairly evergreen and it is, uh, children and adults love it. And I've actually shipped them all over the world. Um, so it's people who don't, who know nothing about the real story and which that was four years ago. So most, even most of the children today that I speak to have never heard of the real story. So it, it has been very successful. Very cool. Um, what what do you do as far as social media efforts? Because you mentioned that social media was an important part of your um, marketing strategy. And you mentioned, for example, that you dripped out illustrations to, to fans and things like that. But do you have a pretty structured social media plan or do you just kind of um, do social media as, as you find time to do it amongst all your other <laughs> stuff that you have going on in the other company you run? Well, um, and this is something that I, that I um, consult with my clients on because uh, my red communications is branding and integrated marketing for businesses of all sizes and for authors and for, you know, a lot of other um, entities. And, you know, I never want to create a very robust marketing plan or strategy that someone does not have the time or the energy or the skills to manage. Um, that's crazy. So I use Hootsuite. Um, it allows me to plan out social media postings for as far out in advance as I would like to do that. So when I'm working with a client or, you know, promoting a book or whatever I'm doing, I would sit down and be able to really kind of get in a zone on that. And really, it, it really provides you the opportunity to provide a strategic storytelling. 
because you're thinking about, okay, what are all the messages that I'm dripping out there about this particular topic over the next two to three to four or five months? And Hootsuite is a great tool for doing that. Um, so I would definitely suggest that. I would also suggest to authors, it depends. You really have to look at, are you branding yourself as an author or are you branding your, your book? And if you're an author who writes a specific genre of books or maybe a series of books, I would probably suggest that you brand the series or the, or the topic. If you're an author who writes a great, a great variety of things, then maybe you should be branding yourself as an author. So that would go through your own personal Facebook page, your own LinkedIn page, you know, maybe your own website and not a website that you develop for the book. Or maybe you do both. It just kind of depends. I, I always try to counsel clients to look at things from an audience-biased perspective. So think about your ultimate audience and who's going to be buying your book and who's going to be interested in your book and back into the process that way. For the Town Turkey for Children's Books, I think it's probably a, more effective to have a website for the book itself and have a Facebook page for the book itself that's somewhat separate and distinct from the author's. Yeah, that's a so, great point and something I think a lot of people don't think about going in. I, I, I tend to see a lot of authors branding themselves or trying to build a following around themselves. Uh, but I think you're right that in a lot of cases it's going to be the book or the topic that's attracting the audience and, you know, especially that, that would attract children and, and get them excited about the book rather than the author's name or face or whatever it is uh, itself. So that, that's a great point. I hadn't really thought about that before that's as far as branding, you know, depending on whether you're in a pretty tight specific genre or topic or whether you are all over the place. Well, it does give you the opportunity. I ended up on the town turkey having um, different pages. One whole page was facts and facts about wild turkeys. You know, why not? Why not make that an educational opportunity for children? Mm -hmm. um, you know, would I would I have put that on my own website page as an author? No, I would. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and children, they don't care who I am. They just, they just are interested in the book, and they love the illustrations, and they love the pictures, and they love to look at the real pictures compared to the illustrations. And so, I, I think that you, I, I think that you give yourself an opportunity to really do a lot more interesting things, particularly for children's illustrated children's books, um, if you brand it around the book and not around the author. Yeah, that's a great tip. Definitely something to, to consider for a lot of people out there, That especially if you have a series, for sure. Um, before we go, do you have any kind of final marketing strategies or tips that you've seen that have worked really well for your clients or, or other authors that you'd recommend to the audience? Other than calling me to help you market your book? <laughs> well, you know, that could be one of them, so... <laughs> No, I don't, I don't know that I have really um, any other advice other than um, you really have to be aggressive. No one is going to market your book for you. Even if you're picked up by a traditional publisher, you've got to beat the bushes and you've got to be aggressive. And I think if you really want to sell a lot of books, you've got to establish a process and get out there. Um, so right now I'm in the process, hopefully, of 
getting back in touch with all of the different schools where I have given presentations over the last few years and trying to get on their calendar for the fall to be able to go back and do visiting author programs in the fall. And um, they loved it the first time around. Of course, the, you know, the great thing about children's books is there's a new flock of children coming to school every year. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to going back and doing it. But that's, I, I really think that you just, you have to become comfortable with the idea of marketing yourself. Um, it's not enough to just, yes, creating it. And, and a lot of people just, a lot of us are not um, good at wearing a lot of different hats. Maybe you're a fantastic writer and you're a fantastic author. Find somebody to help you market your book if your goal is to really get it out there because there really isn't anybody else who's going to do it for you. You're going to have to take the initiative to, to get that done. And just creating a book and having it for sale on Amazon is not, is not going to get a lot of books sold. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Well, Catherine, um, I know your book is available at thetownturkey.com. And where can people find out more about you and about your Red Communications uh, company that you operate? Absolutely. Well, The Town Turkey is also available on Amazon, or actually it's not available on Amazon because I sold out. So (laughs) (laughs) we're in the process of getting ready to put it, uh, get it ready and and available through Amazon and Ingram and some other distribution channels. And if you'd like to learn more about me and my business, it's redcommunicationsllc.com. And I'm uh, recently putting out uh, a webinar called The Inside Scoop on Self-Publishing, and I'm looking forward to expanding my services to helping other authors with writing, editing, publishing books of all kinds and marketing those books. Awesome. Well, Catherine, I want to thank you so much for coming on and and sharing about your book and uh, all the marketing tips that you shared as well. So thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks so much for asking, Bo. Have a great day. All right, you too. Okay, bye-bye. Hi, Bo here. I just wanted to say thanks again for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it and finding it useful, please do me a quick favor and subscribe on iTunes or leave a review by going to letsmakekidsbooks.com slash iTunes or just share it with your author friends. To make sure you don't miss anything, including future episodes of the show, visit letsmakekidsbooks.com slash subscribe and enter your email to get all of my blog and podcast updates. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.